What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? And LaVon Maynard. And welcome to the show. What is going on? So if you're tuning in, this should be a Tuesday episode. Make sure you, you listen to Mondays where we talked about some uh, FBI uh, warnings about USB devices. Uh, that's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, definitely uh, check out um, tomorrow, Wednesday's discussion. Uh, Thursdays are usually Ask SSP. However, um, I'm taking a two-week break because I, I had to schedule some stuff to get some people some people on the show. Uh, and then Friday, we talk about everything else. So that could be movies, books, TV, just things we, we do to unwind throughout the week. So we can't cyber it all the time. <laughs> so you got to take a break from time to time. But without further ado, I give it a Shannon. All right. So this article is from Reuters.com and it's written by, I thought I saw an author on here, but maybe I didn't for this one. Disregard. Oh, Josh Smith. There it is. Josh Smith. I got a, I got an easy name for mine there. LeBron. That's right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this one is uh, North Korean internet downed by suspected cyber attacks, say researchers, right? So um, this act, this article, actually, this one was published on January 26th, and this was actually the second time that North Korea's internet was actually uh, hampered. So the first time happened, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, like January 13th or 14th or something like that. But uh, their internet um, seems to have been hit by a DDoS attack, right? So this one um, kind of came, so, so there's, they don't know who, they, they're not sure on who actually did this to them, right? But it coincided um, within hours of, of North Korea doing its fifth missile test uh, this month, the month of January, right? So the speculation goes out there, well, was this China, right? China, I'm not going to say it's unlikely, right? Because China is one of the ones that's kind of been allies with North Korea, but um, with China. So first off, they had the means to do this, right? Like they have whole divisions, floors of, of Chinese nationals that are out here doing this stuff, this type of cyber warfare. This is kind of where, where they make their money now, right? Not literally make their money, but this is, this is how wars start in this day and age right but um china because it's so close to them because north korea is so close to them and doing these missile tests which are not always the most accurate um there's speculation that maybe they could be one of the ones that actually did this to them right so but again not not a guarantee right um but uh the reason they know that it's actually a ddos attack and it's not a matter of one of the things that was brought up previously was um, because they have such poor infrastructure, it could be that they just lost power, right? But the way that the, the DDoS is working, it's not like they're losing everything all at once, right? Like if you lose power for whatever reason, you lose it all at once. It was kind of a phased approach where stuff started dropping out because it was getting overwhelmed, right? But uh, it was it was all types of havoc being wreaked on them, right? So servers that do their email were, in, were inaccessible, um, uh, that they had all types of issues, internet access, which is already limited in North Korea anyway, right? It's probably about 10 people that were affected by this, right? That are, that are at the heads of the government. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, I lost my spot here, the DNS server. So DNS stopped communicating the routes that data packets should take. Um, again, and this is the second time this happened to them, right? And it coincided with their, with their missile test, but um, Operational degradation, um, when it comes to doing this type of stuff, they, uh, again, even though not a lot of people have 
access in North Korea, like the few that do are probably ones that are doing stuff that's really important for the country, right? So this is somebody speaking out to them like, hey, possibly stop the missile test so close to home maybe, or or maybe somebody getting back at them for something that, that they think was done against them previously. You know what I'm saying? So um, we don't know for sure, but we know this is the second time in about two weeks that they got hit with a DDoS attack over in North Korea. But uh, LaVon, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a very interesting article. Obviously, you know, we hear about, you know, all the art, all the attacks that happen in the U.S. soil um, and companies maybe even Europe and then across the world, but we don't hear much about North Korea having situations like this. Um, and then I think, you know, last week we talked about Russia having like a similar situation. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see some of these locations where we're typical, typically uh, locations that, that are typically known to be actually uh, sources of these cyber attacks actually be affected. Um, it's, it's definitely interesting to hear about. Um, and actually kind of curious, you know, uh, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry if I missed it earlier, but uh, curious where, like how they discovered that they were attacked. Because I know North Korea tries to keep things kind of uh, low key and under wraps and uh, they must have some sort of like intel, some secret, you know, agents in the field in North Korea that that know some of the, uh, you know, some of the details as far as their network status and, that, and things of that nature. But uh, it's interesting that this, this report got, you know, revealed, uh, this information got revealed to the public. But uh, like you mentioned too, Shannon, it's like, you know, I'm curious how many people in North Korea have like internet service and how many people were affected by this actual uh, outage. Because, um, you you know, you think of North Korea, you think of their, you know, typically from my understanding, you know, and I, you know, I'm never, I've never been to North Korea, but it seems like the people there are very kind of limited on what they can access. I think they have like different like a firewall, firewall set up where you can't, you know, you can't access just like regular public internet websites. You can't go from North Korea to just like go to facebook.com and just browse. Uh, I think they want to lock everything down so that you're only connecting to like North Korea servers and things of that nature. Um, and then um, when I thought about it too, because this just kind of coincided with a news article and, you know, something that it's maybe kind of a side, a, a side note, but Microsoft recently had a, uh, they prevented like the largest DDoS attack um, from occurring on some of their Asia Azure service, and uh, I'm kind of curious if maybe that's somehow related uh, in some some aspect of maybe the same attackers or some other attackers were uh, involved with that attack. But uh, you know, Microsoft had had deployed deployed some some services that prevented the DDoS from affecting their the Azure servers in, in Asia. But uh, it looks like North Korea doesn't maybe have uh, the the same uh, quality of, of uh, uh, systems to prevent this kind of attack and uh, unfortunately they fell victim but uh you know maybe this will uh i don't know teach them a lesson they're, they're kind of see like oh this is what it feels like to be attacked uh you know maybe we should uh try to wrangle some of these cyber criminals that we have floating around our networks so to be clear we are not saying that microsoft attacked north korea right right exactly <laughs> yeah that's what, yeah make sure that's clear make that clear <laughs> 100%. Yeah, no, Microsoft had a, a situation where they were, you know, defending themselves. And maybe uh, the same people that attacked Microsoft were attacking North Korea. So make sure that that's clear. But uh, I guess with that, Ryan, do you have some thoughts on this one? Yeah, so I, you know, I like to speculate as well. Um, so originally, when I saw it, I thought it was um, retaliation for that, that Russia story that we had where North Korea attacked um, 
uh, Russian websites. So North Korean hackers, not the, we don't know if it was like state sponsored or not, but North Korean hackers attacked Russia. So I thought it might be retaliation, uh, but I did not know about the the, uh, the missile test. So, I mean, it, it really could be um, any any of the countries that are just like, please stop firing missiles. <laughs> like any of those Asian uh, uh, countries or like big brother, uh, China or somebody's just like, please stop. <laughs> like we don't, we're like dealing with that right now. Do you see what's going on with Ukraine? Like, let's focus on that. Y'all fire missiles out here into the sea. Um, so it could really been anybody, um, uh, Western or, or Eastern government that, uh, that hit them. Um, but I, I, I would be curious, like you said, to see what the traffic looks like leaving North Korea. Like how many people actually do have access and what do they have access to? Um, I think that's how they discovered this is they, it's, it's the reverse. Like they don't have the systems to, there's no like no down detector, like that website in North Korea that we can look at. I think it was uh, monitoring traffic leaving North Korea and seeing it stutter and then stop. And they were like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? They, they mentioned, they mentioned Air, Air Corio Airlines or something like that in North Korea. I, I, I want to say it was uh, like an airline thing. I think is how they picked up on it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like hmm. some, some uh, you saw a company go down. You're like, wait a minute, this is, yeah. this is odd. Um, so I'm sure they, they do have resources, but in my mind, because I, I, all I know about North Korea, the documentaries I see where they're very limited on what they have, I, I would assume, uh, like you said, it's only department heads or um, regular people uh, who have computers in their homes. I would assume that all that stuff is intranet. Uh, you're seeing what Kim Jong wants you to see. You're not getting out to the, uh, the real interwebs, but who's to say? Like Maybe he's just like, there's these two sites you can go to. <laughs> and that's what... That's what you get. Um, but yeah, that, that whole thing fascinates me because how do you even get computers? Like, do they have to buy them from like Kim Jong Mart? Like, how do you can't you can't Amazon you can't Amazon stuff in, right? Like, so how do they get the stuff? No, but this, like, this is how they're this is how they're also able to control it too, right? So like, because there are so many countries that just don't do business with them, um, right. most of their stuff is coming in through China, right? That's why we call them their big brother, right? Um, so China will allow them to have stuff, but even then it's limited, right? China will allow them to have some things and they'll ship, ship some things to them, right? Um, not caring what the U.S. says about it or any other country. They're just like, ah, we're going to do what we want to do with China. But right. um, even then, you got the Un family, right? Or Kim, Kim family, yeah. Kim family right. Right? Um, that, it, that is going to only give out whatever they see fit to give out to whomever, Right um like even when it comes to phones and stuff like that like i don't know i don't even know how prevalent those are in north korea right they have a, they're having a hard enough time feeding themselves right now uh because right COVID, right, right? They've, they've had no covid cases but yet they're they're, they're having all types of issues you know with the with just getting their people fed and whatnot there was there was a time there where they were they were going after their own pets and whatnot you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's, it's crazy over there yeah and then i, I think the report said that the covid also ravaged them even when they said they had no cases like it, uh they, they still got it even though they're isolated um and you know it's just it, it makes me wonder how how these, some of this stuff works um just because you don't really think of them in in the technology uh, regard even though they obviously have robust resources because they they are the attackers uh of, of many different countries so they got something <laughs> they have they have the ability to get out there and, and do what they need to do um but yeah originally when i saw this i was like like do they just monitor kim jong uh un's uh internet cafe because i assume his palace has a room <laughs> you know what i mean come come here to get the internet um while i watch you on it 
it's, it's, it's also highly unlikely, right? It could have been a misconfiguration, right? So it could have been someone in the country that just had a misconfiguration that, that handles the, you know, all of their uh, DNS their and what have you. Right? Yeah, but the fact that it happened twice, I mean, I think it's unlikely, right? And hours right. after a missile test, it's like somebody said, hey, stop doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? More than, right. more than likely, right? It could have been us. It could have been, it could have been the US. You never know. I was going to say, it could, could have been a warm up, right? Like yeah. tech, tech a smaller, less robust um, network and then go from there. Kind of, kind of like how uh, Russia did Georgia before they rolled the tanks in, right? It was their their warm-up before they they eventually hit Ukraine. But that's tomorrow's topic. <laughs> we'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, really good, uh, really good conversation. I appreciate y'all. Um, for all those who are listening, definitely tune in throughout the week. Uh, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, I see traffic is, is starting to go up. So that's always a good thing. Share with your friends. Like, let them know we're out here. Uh, hit up the website, www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. We get to all of our socials. You can hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy on LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, Clubhouse. And you, LeVon? Yes, sir. You can hit me up on the Twitter at LeVon Maynard. There it is. Stay safe. Stay secure. Take care.